Hello, my name is Deb Colometta. I'm the owner of Metabrite Media. We do communication consulting, including video conferencing consulting. I've written a number one best-selling book called Best Offer, Best Life, and it's available on Amazon. I'll also post some affiliate links in the notes of this video. If you'd like to learn more about me, please go to my website, thedebsite.com. I would ask that you please subscribe to my website, thedebsite.com, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and listen to my podcast, Upcycling with Deb. It's available on Apple Podcasts and many different podcast platforms. For the past seven years, I've been teaching graduate students at a prominent Boston-based university how to leverage this kind of technology to make their teams stronger. There are many things in the world right now to feel overwhelmed by but technology should not be one of them. Video conferencing has always been a great solution. It's economical, it's effective. So with everything going on in the world, it seemed like an appropriate time to lend some of my skills to the people who are trying to keep their businesses connected and afloat throughout all of this turmoil, especially. So many of my colleagues and clients have been reaching out to me scrambling to get on to video conferencing. So I thought it would be appropriate to film just a quick webinar, debinar, on how to get started on video conferencing. In the midst of a global crisis, now more than ever, we need to stay connected to each other. And video is a great way to do that. But it's always been a great way to stay connected as teams. It is an economical way to connect with other people that you work with, whether it's clients or other team members or subordinates. You can get that FaceTime, that eye-to-eye -eye time, even if you're not in the same room physically. So during this webinar, we'll cover how to get started on video conferencing for less than $50, how to triage calls when they get a little bit choppy, and also how you can become VR, video ready, or CR, camera ready. It's not about vanity. You want to look your best on camera when you're trying to meet new clients and communicate with your colleagues. Your first choice, what platform to use. There are so many out there. I am tech agnostic. Choose something that's right for you. However, with the state of the world today, there are a lot of deals out there from hosting platforms where you can join for little or no money. Cisco WebEx is expanding their free licensing capabilities. So where you might only be able to do point to point or limited calls for a limited time, they are allowing you without a credit card to sign up so that you can host meetings of up to 100 people. GoToMeeting, Zoom is another great platform that I've used. And again, I have no affiliation whatsoever. Just Google Cisco WebEx, GoToMeeting, or Zoom, and then you click on the link and they walk you through in a very detailed way how to get started. And most of them have the same universal steps for logging in. You say that you wanna join for free, you give them your email address and a little bit more information, you download the app for free, and you're just about ready to get started. So I'm not going to give you specific steps for how to get started on each of those because the websites do a great job of really hand-holding you to make sure that you're ready. It just takes a little bit of patience to make sure that you're ready to go for your video conference. And that's where I come in because people get the software and then they don't know what to do with it. 
So as my gift to you, as a public service, I'm going to be giving you some best practices for how you can get rolling in a professional way for video conferencing. Each of the platforms has a number of different options within the call. Again, launch a test call. Call from your laptop, call your own cell phone so that you can have two participants and then you can see the different options that would be available on your screen when you move your mouse around. Again, I'll give you an idea of what the options might be no matter what platform you choose. You will launch the call and you'll get a menu bar probably at the bottom of the screen if you wave your mouse around your screen. You'll see some options like a picture of a camera icon and that's what you click on to turn on or turn off your camera. A microphone, you mute yourself, you unmute yourself. You can usually have a chat room, so you would click something that might look like a chat bubble or a participants list. You can usually, with the free versions, share documentation. So if you have a PowerPoint presentation that you'd like to share with the far end, you can have that ready to go in the background of your computer press the share button and then select which application or document you'd like to share with the other party. They can then see that whether they're joining by a laptop or in a smartphone. It's just obviously going to be a little smaller on a smartphone. Now what's the number one complaint that I usually get when people say video conferencing? Ugh, video conferencing, it's so choppy. I don't like technology. I don't do technology. If you can use an iPhone or a smartphone and you can get on Facebook, you can do video conferencing. It's so intuitive right now. So it's really just a few taps, maybe provide a little bit of information and you're in. And that's another question that usually comes up. What's the catch? Why are these video platforms allowing you to use their technology for free. Well, number one, they're getting your email address and that's like gold to them. So you're giving them some login credentials and perhaps access to some of the things on your computer. So you'll want to make sure that you read the user agreements, just like you would if you download any app on your smartphone. Um, and number two, they want to get you hooked. They want to try to wow you, give you a free trial, and hopefully you'll sign up for the full-fledged version. At the time of this recording, with Zoom, you can have a meeting up to 40 minutes long with multiple endpoints, multiple participants. If you go beyond that, you just have to end the meeting and relaunch. So that can be a little bit distracting for participants. In order to circumvent that, you would just either pick a different provider or you would sign up for their professional capabilities. Um, if you do a one-to-one -one call on Zoom, there typically aren't any time limits. So if you're just trying to reach out to another business partner, that might be one way to go about it. So let's talk about how to get rid of that choppy connection with video conferencing. A video call quality is going to be dependent almost exclusively on the quality of how your computer or laptop is running. Now, can you run a video conference or live streaming from your cell phone? Yes, you can, but the other end is going to get probably very dizzy and it doesn't really provide that professional, stable look. You're going to get that shaky camera and people may subconsciously not trust you because they're not trusting the picture. So let's try to triage your computer to get you set up for success. Number one, Wi-Fi is always sketchy when you are trying to do video conferencing. So if you have a very important client call, 
aren't they all? You want to make sure that you have a hard wire that you can connect to your internet box. So you have an ethernet cable, you can plug it right into your computer or laptop and make sure that you're plugging it in with a wire to your internet box, your Wi-Fi box. A lot of times companies advertise a certain internet speed being the best and the fastest, but they're actually quoting you the hardwire connected speed. And that's why you wanna to go to the hardwire. And speaking of more wires in our wireless world, make sure that your laptop is plugged in. You don't want it to be on battery resources because number one, it's gonna drain your battery very quickly. And number two, it just runs more efficiently, typically I've found, when you have it plugged in to the wall. And that way it's not skipping and you have the best chances for success. The next way to get your laptop ready is to close out on any and all programs that don't have anything to do with the video conference that you're running. Even running a web browser in the background can be many hundreds of megs of memory going in the background. So you wanna free up as many computer resources as you can to make sure you have the best chance of success. If the call becomes choppy, no big deal. Just close your camera. So mute your camera, let the call reestablish, give it a minute to catch its breath, and then a few seconds later, open up your camera again. Or if you have a lot of participants on your call, make sure that you ask them if they're not presenting to mute their camera um, if you have a ton of participants on a call. If you've only got a couple of people, the bandwidth should be able to handle that sort of connection. And you wanna be able to see the responses of the other far end, that's the whole point of this. So that if you're explaining something and other people don't seem to get it, you'll see those nonverbals and you'll be able to re-explain and catch them before you lose them. Choppiness can also depend on time of day, believe it or not. Um, we all share somewhat of the same bandwidth. So if you're doing a call at lunchtime, it may be more choppy than if you're doing it, say, in the middle of the night. Um, you're competing with other people for the bandwidth, and it tends to increase midday when people are maybe on their lunch break and poking around on the internet. So that's one thing to consider. Now, if you have echoes or feedback, one thing you could try would be to use small headphones. I typically don't like to advise that though because headphones can be distracting to the far end participant. It's just like when you're looking at your teenager and they've got headphones on, it's like, ah, take your headphones off. I want you to listen to me. It can be a little bit distracting. So that's one way to, to kill the echo or microphone feedback. But there are other ways. You can lower the speaker volume. And if you are the host of the call, you can always mute the far end participants microphones or cameras if you start to see that the call is starting to get a little bit shaky and the more people you have on the call the more compromised the bandwidth is so just keep that in mind if you have a large group gathering you want to make sure that people conserve resources and that you're only showing a few camera views at a time if all else fails with that feedback and any kind of background noise you can always mute your microphone and and mute your speakers and dial in. Most of these free providers also give you a dial-in number with a code. So you can use that as a backup if you're having trouble with echo for any of your participants. Tell them to use the dial-in. 
A lot of people say, hey, why not use a free service um, that's through social media? You want to make sure that you are protecting your company's data, that you are choosing a provider that respects the firewall and isn't going to be a free-for-all. You don't want a hacker coming into your call somehow and stealing the valuable information that you're trying to provide to each other or to a client. So you really want to be mindful of not just using a service or a provider that you would use if you were calling a family member and discussing uh, a recipe or a game plan for something. You want to make sure that you have something that is suitable for business so that you protect it and that you're fully encrypted. Remember, better bandwidth, better call quality. Now, one of my most popular modules teaching video conferencing is getting VR or CR, video ready or camera ready. There are some things to remember. Again, this is not a vanity issue. You want to make sure that your clients see you in a good and positive light. Speaking of lights, let's talk about a ring light. You can get a ring light to help you look your best on camera so that your client is going to trust what you have to say. Let me give you an example. If I turn off my ring light here, as you can see, it's just a different experience. So I have a desktop ring light and it's really flattering and <laughs> makes me feel better about myself. So I'm going to turn that on now because that's pretty scary. Um, but it is just a small ring light and it can go on your desk, underneath your camera, or over your laptop. So definitely can invest in that. Now I'll put a link in the notes for this video. I'll ask that you use my affiliate link to purchase a desktop ring light for your video calls. Perhaps one of the most important things to invest in with video conferencing, set up a place in your home that's always ready to go so that if you have a video call on short notice, you're able to connect with your clients without having to worry about putting the laundry away quickly or having your family run around in the background. So I have here, as you can probably tell, a backdrop. And it cost me about $8 on Amazon. Again, I'll provide an affiliate link. And you can check out the different shades and colors and patterns they have. You could invest in a stand to hold the backdrop, or you can just take some chip clips and clothespins and hang it behind you. Command strips, you're done. Remember not to sit too close to the camera. This is another reason why you might not want to use your smartphone um, as a way to participate in video. In addition to the shakiness, it's just too close to be flattering. I'm as, about as close as I can be here without being, you know, completely unflattering. I wish I could back up more, but I'm in a really tiny place in my home um, because I have a small home. You want to be mindful of how far or how close you are to the camera. You could even put a piece of tape or visual marker on the floor so that when a call comes in or you make a call, you remember to push back from your computer screen so that people aren't seeing like a close-up of your forehead or your nose um, when you join the call. So just make sure you keep, keep a good social distance, even on video. We've learned some things from social media influencers. Make sure that your camera is slightly above you so that you don't get that quadruple chin look by looking down into your laptop. If possible, keep an empty box nearby and stack your laptop on a secure box um, so that it's up a little bit higher than you normally feel comfortable typing. You want to get it a few inches higher than your, um, than your eye sight line. 
So again, I skipped over a little bit about why video conferencing is important, how it helps you reduce travel, helps you stay connected to your clients and also to your peers and colleagues. I think that you get that. We have seen a lot over the past few days, even where we've seen the value of video conferencing and connecting from afar. But again, now more than ever, we have to stay connected with each other. And this is a great way to do that. I thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to connect with me. I hope that I've helped you. I hope that you'll purchase my book, Best Offer, Best Life. I'll include a link for you. It's available on Amazon. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please listen to my podcast, Upcycling with Deb, and be sure to subscribe to that for free. Also, reach out to me if you want any one-to-one sessions. You can reach me through the website, thedebsite.com, and I would be happy to work with you further. Take care, stay healthy, and wash those hands.